We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All righty. How you doing, everybody? Uh, so we are now three quarters of the way through uh, the New York Knicks preseason schedule. Uh, each of these preseason games has had uh, definitely a little bit of a different feel, obviously starting with the opening game against the Boston Celtics in which the Celtics um, played none of their regulars, followed by the second game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which was eh, more or less a real game through three quarters, give or take a Jalen Brunson in uh, uh, coming out of the gate at halftime. And then it devolved into a, a scrub versus scrub fest. And then here tonight, with the Knicks on the first night of a back-to-back, they will play, I believe they come back home uh, tomorrow. Yes, they come back home uh, tomorrow to play their preseason finale. Uh, the preseason back-to-backs, I don't ever remember these happening in any other year. I know I'm not the first person to talk about this. They make less than zero cents for what it's worth. Anyway, um, with the first night of a back-to-back tonight in the Boston Garden, um, they sat not one, not two, not three, not four, but five of their key rotation players, arguably their five key rotation non-centers. So Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, uh, RJ Barrett, and then subs Emmanuel Quickly and Josh Hart. Not only did they not play tonight, um, but they did not even make the trip. That was reported by Steve Popper, I believe. Uh, They didn't even make the trip to Boston. So they were they were nowhere to be to be seen in the arena tonight. The Boston Celtics, meanwhile, unlike what they did in their first uh, preseason game against the Knicks, they played all of their guys. Uh, so Derek White, Drew Holiday, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Porzingis, and Al Horford coming off the bench. They've been toying around with some, some different things. Um, and it was an interesting game uh, with, uh, so the Knicks clearly not, not going full bore in this one. But boy, don't you? I hope nobody told, or I'm sure nobody told the guys that were playing for the Knicks that this was not a game that they were expected to win or expected to be in. Because give them credit, they fought. They 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 fought like hell. Um, they kept it close through a thir- through the first quarter, most of the first quarter. The Knicks backups, and we should say, uh, Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes. Dante DiVincenzo, and then the double big pairing of Jericho Sims and uh, Mitchell Robinson started this game. They kept it close for most of the first quarter. Boston came out firing. Knicks fired back. 
Um, things did get out of hand at one point in the second quarter when it was just like this avalanche of threes. I'll, I'll talk about the Boston Celtics more in a minute. Um, and yeah, it was a 27 point lead, I believe, at one point. And then chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And the Knicks ended up getting this thing down to eight points a few times, um, I, I, including late in the third quarter. And the whole time, Boston was playing its main rotation. Boston finally went away from its main rotation early on in the fourth quarter, maybe maybe closer midway through the fourth quarter. Um, but when it was Boston's A team versus New York's, I don't know, B minus C plus team, whatever you want to call it, they it was not a game you ever ever thought in a million years that the Knicks uh, reserves were going to be able to win. But the fact that they fought, I found to be meaningful. Um, I found it to be encouraging and I found it to be particularly encouraging because of the guys that did the fighting. Um, D- Quentin Grimes will get most of the press after this game uh, because he absolutely lit it up from three. He took 12 shots from downtown. 12 of his 13 shots were from downtown. He made seven of them. So seven of 12 from deep finished with 22 points. He was the next leading scorer by a significant margin, only played 26 minutes. So it was very clear. And we should say Grimes, 26 minutes, DiVincenzo, 25 minutes, Mitchell Robinson, 21 minutes, Isaiah Hartenstein, 23 minutes. So the four Knicks that we expect to be in the actual rotation come the season starting, none of them played more than 26 minutes. So again, Thibodeau, in every way, shape, or form, not not treating this like a like a normal game. Um, so, but in that limited time, I thought Quentin Grimes, as was very obvious, was extremely impressive. I mean, yes, it it, it begs some obvious questions. What would Quentin Grimes be able to do if he got to put up twelve three pointers a game every game? Um, that is probably not a question that we are going to get answered this year. Might it be a question that gets answered? you know, season after this one. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But it's very clear that this is someone who coming into year three is really coming into his own. Um, He like quick trigger. um, High screen, like one of his guys, you know, whether it was Sims or Hardenstein or Mitch or whoever could set a set a screen above the three point arc. Or like at the three point arc, right? So it's a it's a tricky decision for the Celtic defender. Do they want to go over? Or do they want to go under? Because it's a really high screen. And there was a moment, uh, specifically in the first quarter, where they went under, and Grimes just like zero hesitation, no hesitation whatsoever. Fired away, hit it, bang. Um, he is, I think, really confident in terms of what his role is on this team. And and the thing that I, I, what I liked about his game tonight is everything that he did. You are, are the sorts of plays that he's going to be asked to make when the, the real games start. Like he was not, play, I did not think, or I did not see a guy who was playing out of his comfort zone. I just saw a guy who, who knew he was probably getting a few more shots tonight. Now, did that make him a little bit more loose? 
when he was putting those shots up? Maybe. But, you know, for anybody who has already been shouting from the rooftops that Quentin Grimes is going to have a massive year for the Knicks, I think tonight was incredibly encouraging. Obviously, he put the ball on the floor a few times. Um, Defensively, I mean, there was only so much he could do. Uh, well, again, I'll get to the Celtics in a bit. But really, really nice showing from Quentin Grimes. And yet, and yet the guy that I, I, so here's the thing. I, I kind of like, I felt like I knew this about Grimes. The guy that I'm going to come away from this game thinking about the most, I think, is Deuce McBride. Um, Deuce McBride finished not a great stat line, to be clear. He was six of 18 overall, um, two of eight from deep, finished with 16 points, six assists, two rebounds, uh, three fouls, and couple of nice defensive plays. Uh, he got credited, I'm looking now, with four steals uh, to three turnovers. So, you know, you, you take that ratio. Six assists to three turnovers. That's, that's a decent ratio, too. I don't know, man. Like, you watch him play a game like this, and again, I know, he shot for six for 18. Six for 18 is six for 18. It, it's tough to shake the feeling like this guy's an NBA player. And that he's a guy who, if there was a role for him out there in the league this year where he could get 25 minutes a night, maybe even 20 minutes a night, something in that range, right? 20 to 25 minutes a night. I think he would, I'm not saying he'd be the best backup point guard in the league. Be very clear. I'm not saying that. I don't even know if he'd be in the top half of backup point guards in the league. But I think he could be a backup point guard for a good team, you know, um, even with the with the shooting inconsistency. There's just something about him. And and I maybe I'm taking a little bit too much from, you know, what we saw tonight. Again, it's a preseason game. Don't take anything from preseason games. But the way Boston came out and really hit New York in the mouth. And I felt like him and Grimes, two of them, to be clear. Him and Grimes, like the way they responded, the way they were not shook, um, and the way they kind of kept, and, and even again into the third quarter, it, it back end of the second quarter after Boston took the huge lead into the third quarter, like the way Deuce kind of just fought back and fought back and fought back. He's he's got some shit to him, as they say. So it's no surprise why the Knicks like him. Um, it's no surprise why they're not looking to just have him be a throw in in, you know, a trade like it's it's been I think Fred Katz reported over the summer that like when teams have trade discussions with the Knicks, they, they have asked about Deuce Pride, whether as a main component or a throw in or whatever. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. I still think the 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 competition, big air quotes there, competition for like who steps in when somebody goes down with an injury is an open competition. As of now, again, we, we saw Jericho Sims yet again, playing a lot of minutes at the four, some good, some not so good. Uh, you know, you, you like the activity with some of those backup lineups or with some of the lineups with Sims on there. And there's obviously some stuff not to like with the spacing and the whole thing. Um, I would still be surprised if we saw a, a lot really I mean, more than like a token amount of Sims at the four when the real games start. I still think it's just something that Tibbs wants to get a look at, especially he clearly is prioritizing giving Josh Hart a lot of rest. 
Um, I don't think it's coincidence, by the way, that both that Josh, the two guys who are going to wind up finishing this preseason with the least amount of minutes played um, are Josh Hart and Jalen Bronson, who obviously were with Team USA this summer. I don't, I don't think that's coincidence at all. And then you throw in the fact that uh, Josh Hart is like a little nicked up. So again, I, I said it the other night, and I'll I'll have egg on my face if I'm wrong because I'm I'm planting my flag squarely on this island that Josh Hart is his team's backup for. I think he's going to be the backup for for this team for you know the vast majority of the time. We'll see what happens. Anyway, so great game from Grimes. Um, I thought we, I like what I saw from Deuce. Uh, Divincenzo didn't shoot the ball well. Whatever, it's fine. Um, I thought Mitch had his moments. Here's the thing with Mitch, and this is going to kind of transition into what I want to say about Boston. Um, And then I'll finish off with some stuff on the end of the rotation, guys. This, you know, a lot of people, I think, are looking for reasons to be skeptical of the Celtics team. You know, talking about the lack of depth, they're obviously, you know, have a lot invested in their top six players. And if one or or multiple of those top six players go down. Like, what are they going to do? Um, you know, you could still say that they still have this, like the same issue. Like they don't have a true, true point guard. Um, and you could argue they got rid of their best ball handler or Marcus smart. But I think the biggest thing that I feel like I've heard is that teams are going to like beat them up on the glass and that's how they're going to lose games because, you know, it's like Chris stops at the five. And then they don't really have a true four. So, you know, big physical teams, tough teams are going to like take advantage of them. I like the Knicks got some rebounds tonight. They, they, they got some offensive boards. I'm looking right now. Mitch got a, or yeah, Mitch got four offensive rebounds. Sims got two offensive rebounds. Knicks got 14 offensive rebounds as a team. Like that's a, that's a nice number. I don't think it matters. Like Mitchell Robinson out there against a team like this. Especially with obviously with Kristaps or with Kristaps out there or without Harford out there or with freaking Luke Cornett out there for that matter. Like it, it so neutralizes the strength of a guy like Mitchell Robinson. And I'm not saying that that wasn't present to some extent in years past because obviously they played Harford at, Harford at the five a lot and Harford could space the floor. Porzingis is a different animal. And I think he put up, what do you put up? Eight threes tonight. Um, the Celtics as a team put up 52 threes tonight. I, I think this team is going to be an absolute bear to play. I think they're going to win an obscene amount of regular season games. I said on, we did playback tonight for our patrons. Uh, tested out playback tonight for our patrons. I'll say that. Um, I said, I think the Celtics are going to have most wins in basketball. feel pretty strongly about that take. Uh, I just think they're going to be hell to deal with on both ends of the floor. I think they're like they, the shooting they have and the choices they, they make you make on a possession by possession basis to say nothing of the fact that they have, you know, one of the best isolation scores in the league and Jason Tatum in their back pocket when they need it. And some other guys who aren't bad isolation scores either. Um, and then that's on the offensive end. And that that's probably not the strength of their team, which is frightening. So, um, yeah, I it, it's you know I, that's why I don't it, if Mitch had some issues on a couple of possessions tonight because he was uncertain about what he's supposed to do. I don't think he's in. I think he's gonna be in good company. I think a lot of teams are gonna are gonna try to defend the Celtics team, and they're gonna be 
looking up at triple digits on the Celtic scoreboard and it's the end of the, th- it's not even the end of the third quarter. And they'd be like, what are we fucking supposed to do against this team? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to be really good. And, uh, and that's enough Celtics talk for, for right now. Um, last thing, I guess I'll say, this is an important game for a couple of Knicks. Isaiah Roby and Daquan Jeffries. Um, neither of those guys are on fully guaranteed contracts. Um, and I thought it was interesting that for the first time, well, I shouldn't say that. So Nathan Knight and Charlie Brown Jr. got in at the very end of the game. Charlie Brown Jr. played two minutes. Nathan Knight played uh, four minutes. But for the vast majority of the game, Thibodeau stuck to a rotation. It was not his normal rotation, but he stuck to a rotation. Like Daquan Jeffries got 22 minutes. Um, Isaiah Roby got 16 minutes. Like those guys who as of now are being counted on um, to, I mean, they, I mean, talk about breaking case of emergency, like how, how many emergencies would need to happen for you to have to break the Daquan Jeffries glass, but like, you know, to make the big club and, 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 and make the final roster. I think, you know, that's a big deal. And I thought they had some nice moments tonight. You know, maybe this was enough to, to make the, the, the team decide, hey, we're going to keep both of these guys around. Who knows? Maybe they only end up keeping one of them around. I would, I have, a, I think they'll keep both of them around. I think they'll keep both of them around, especially Roby. Um, but, Je- but then again, Jeffries is good too. I mean, I know he's bounced around a lot, but I think that dude's an NBA player. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that's all I have to say. Um, I expect we'll see a full dress rehearsal tomorrow night in Boston where it's the actual rotation for real. Um, I have no idea. Or sorry, did I say Boston? Washington. Um, I have no idea who the Wizards are going to play. It probably doesn't matter. The Wizards are are not very good. Uh, But I would imagine you're going to get a look at what this... um, Oh, did I say at Washington? Sorry, at home. At home. I'm I'm all out of sorts. At home versus the Washington Wizards. I think that'll be the full dress rehearsal. Thank you, Andrew, for that reminder. All right. I think I've said everything I need to say. Um, I'm sure there's some stuff I missed or forgot about. Um, If that's the case, please uh, chime in. As always, anything you guys want to talk about, uh, we got some some James Harden news from Jake Fisher. Apparently, he's not going anywhere right now, which, of course, means he's probably going somewhere any day now. Uh, Okay. 
Let's start it off. First one from Dom to dentist. What's going on, Dom to dentist? I've been tweeting John all game, but we got a deuce problem. <laughs> and by proxy, a major need for consolidation. 11 or so players can justify 20 plus minutes per game. Good hashtag. Good problem. Yeah. I, you know, I noticed that on Twitter. I, I did scroll Twitter once during the game and I, I saw that. To me, that's not any more of a problem than something that every good team or a lot of good teams have to deal with. Like we love Deuce and we appreciate Deuce because he's here and he's ours and we see how hard he works and we see how hard he tries. But like Peyton Pritchard couldn't really get off the bench for the Celtics last year. That dude's good. Like that dude would absolutely be a rotation player last year would have been a rotation player for I don't know 20 at least 20 teams in the league if not more and he really couldn't get on the Celtics the court for the Celtics because the Celtics are just they're stacked like there are guys like that on good teams around the league that it's just like they're they're on good teams you should have that if you're a good team like you should have a pipeline where you know again breaking case of emergency the guy walks in and you're not getting embarrassed because you are suddenly forced to play a non NBA player, you know, 15 or 20 or, or 25 minutes. Like we knew this last year, didn't we? Like when Deuce McBride had to step in when like the, that, that one stretch, I mean, like I was looking at the box score recently from, um, I think it was the Dallas game, right? The second Dallas game, the, the, the crazy one in 13,883 game. Um, I think Deuce played like 30 something minutes in that game. Like we know he can do it. We know he is capable. Um, and I absolutely think he, he will get a shot at some point. He may even get a real shot on this team this year, but like to suggest that this is a situation, I'm going to try to pull a comparison out of my but here, and it's probably not going to be a good comparison, but I'll do it anyway. To suggest that this is like Jermaine O'Neal when he was drafted by the Blazers, you know, and it was like for four years, he sat down behind, I don't even remember who the hell was on those Blazers teams. Um, but guys who were like really good players because those Blazers teams were were, were pretty stacked because, correct me if I'm wrong, O'Neal was in the uh, Kobe draft class, right? And the Blazers were good then, and they had whoever they had. They had Sheed. Yeah, Sheed. Bro, Brian Grant, Andrew is reminding me right now. Brian Grant. How can I forget Ryan, Ryan, Brian Grant? Detlef was on those teams? I forgot Detlef Schrupp was on those teams. Sabonis, of course. Anyway. And like Jermaine O'Neal couldn't get off the bench because he was a young kid straight out of high school, the whole thing. You knew he had promise. And eventually he got to the Pacers and he... I think finished like third or fourth in NBA in MVP one year. That to me, obviously it's, I, I don't think that's the situation we're dealing with, with Deuce. I don't think to, to, to use your phrasing, I actually don't think it's a problem. I don't think the Knicks have this sort of asset on their hands. That is like, so like he deserves to be playing 30 plus minutes in the league. Like if you got a guy who deserves to be playing 25, 30 minutes for any team in the league or almost any team in the league, and he is 
out of your rotation or he's like on the fringes of your rotation, yes, that's a problem. You have mismanaged your assets. I don't think Deuce is quite at that level. I think he is a very, very good 10th man and he would be like an average ninth man on a lot of teams. You know, and he'd probably be like a below average eighth man on a lot of teams. So like, uh, you know, I think he's probably in a, in the right place considering the Knicks fancy themselves a team that could win, you know, close to 50 games. Um, and I don't mean to diminish him, but like he, he like he's, I, I still, th- again, I love the game he had tonight. Absolutely love the game he had tonight. He, he went six for 18, you know, so we'll see. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you as always. Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? All I wanted to see tonight was the Grimes Leap mission accomplished. Is Archie the worst player in NBA history? Oh, my God. No. Archie Yakub is a good player. Um, he's But again, he's like an ideal like 12th man or 13th man. Um, my God, the rest of the league should be offended. They are on the same level. No, Ryan Archidiakon is a good player, and and I'm and more importantly than that, he's a he's a good guy you want in your locker room and you you want for your culture. As far as a Grimes leap, I again, I thought the most notable thing about what he did tonight was that it was like in accelerated version of his normal self, right? I, like Quentin Grimes wasn't going out there tonight running pick and roll after pick and roll. Like that's not really his his game. Um, and like spraying the ball all around the court. He had some really nice passes, but like that's not his game. His game is I'm going to punish you. I'm going to absolutely punish you from behind the arc. And he did that. And he did it really well. And he has enough versatility where, you know, it's a term that I think we really started to internalize here after the the Hawk series when Reggie Bullock was neutralized, where it's like it's not it's not enough to be three and D. You got to be three and D plus, you know, you got to be three plus D plus skill. And every team needs those guys. And the Knicks absolutely have a good one in Quentin Grimes, and he's young, and he's getting better. So I think, again, the biggest question for me with Quentin Grimes is, see, there's a guy, to go back to to Dom's point about Deuce, I more wonder slash am worried that Grimes on this team is being held back. I'm more worried about that with him than with Deuce. Because the thing is, I have, I think we all have very good reason to believe that Quentin Grimes, if he was playing 35, 36 minutes a game on a roster where, not saying he's the third best player, but let's say the third offensive option on a majority of possessions, where like that dude should be getting 20 shots a night. And more than half should be from deep or maybe not 20 shots tonight. Let's call it 15, 16, 17, somewhere in that range. 15, 16, 15, 16 shots, a lot of shots. RJ Barrett shot, I think, 17 times a game last, last game last year. So 15, 16 is a lot. But like, let's OK, let's call it 17. Let's call it what RJ got last year, except a lot more from three than from two. Like, does he deserve that? And 
would this team be better off in a world where he was getting those shots? Um, that to me is the better question. And I, again, I, based on just the way the roster is right now and the fact that the, this is going to be the roster for this year, I, I don't think we're getting the answer this year. Maybe he forces their hand and I, I don't, I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, but, but there, there is a reason why there is a subset of Nick fans that is, seems like it's growing by the day who are maybe more curious about Grimes than any other young player on the team. Um, so we will, we will see what happens where that is concerned. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, and Jessica, Jessica Elsner. How are you, Jessica? Mick buckets. The deuce was loose. The deuce man cameth tonight. Indeed he did. Uh, turn on the juice and don't squeeze the deuce. Fun preseason. That bench should have been behind 40 was closer to 10. Yeah, it was a fun preseason game. It was a fun preseason game. I, I Look, we're three games through the preseason, right? 75% of the way there. And the sky is not falling. Everything is okay. The team, despite being one and two, has represented themselves well. Um, it's very clear how Tom Thibodeau is playing this thing. And um, I think, to me... <laughs> Maybe the most encouraging thing is the fact that Tibbs seems... I mean, look at it this way. The starting five, I think, through three games, the the, the starting five that we're going to start the season with, through three games, has played... Um, it's not more than 19 because Brunson's only played 19 minutes. And I want to say they may have even played less than 19 because I feel like Brunson, I feel like maybe Mitch subbed out before Brunson and Randall subbed out in the last game. Although I don't remember off the top of my head, but like, let's just say they've played, they've certainly played under 20 minutes through three games. That to me tells me that Tibbs has confidence in this, in at the very least his starting unit. Um, And that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Cause you know, like, we all know his views on the value of preparation and that there is no such thing as a wasted minute um, preseason or otherwise. So it, 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 I think he feels good about where he's at. So hopefully he's right. Thanks, Jess. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then Brian Valderrama, what's going on, Brian? Three sport media people. Three sports media people you would love to interview this season. Andrew, I might have to call you up for this one. Because you're you're good with the sports media stuff. I am. You are. Hmm. Um, I feel like to make it fun, it should be people that I have not interviewed. Yeah. Would that, would that be fair? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that's the direction 
Brian wanted to go with. Um, I got to be honest, Brian, just as someone who goes after these guests, as well as someone who tries to like has to balance like, oh, this would be a good guest for John. This would be a good guest for the pregame. Uh, like the world is our oyster. There's really not anybody that I'm like, oh, that that's unattainable. That's just the the benefit of the position we find ourselves in. Um, shout out to Alan Hahn for making time for yeah. us yesterday. That was awesome. So it has to be sports media people. That, that was the question. So who else would you want? I mean, I have I have one person in mind at the moment that I would love to get on just to make it possible, but. This actually would be because he's like so busy, but it's Ryan Winhorst. I'd love to get like him on the pod because I know how big of a fan of the hoop collective you are. I think Wendy is such a good host. It would be. I know we differ on this. I I didn't say anything. I just you didn't say made a face. I I think Wendy's an exceptional host. I wonder how he'd be as a guest. Um, but I'd I'd I mean I I. Is he is he one of my three? So, Bill Simmons is an easy one, which I know he's like a controversial figure at this point. But. Not even he's just he would never he doesn't do guest spots unless it's like guest Zach Lowe. Oh no, I I but this oh, is this like is my world of oyster. Then Simmons, yeah, this is my dream. Simmons list, and right? Winhorst. Okay. Yeah, so so Simmons is on. Well, hold on, I haven't said Windor yet. I love Win Windor's probably my my favorite. No, he's is not. my favorite sports podcast at this point. Zach Lowe exists. We have a drinking I, game for Zach Lowe. Yeah, but. I, I got to tell you, I, I think I prefer Hoop Collective to Low Post on average at this point. Just because the com- just because of the camaraderie between the main three guys, that's like a warm blanket at this point to me. That's not it. You interviewed Zach Lowe. There's no... Like, you did that already. No, but like... The, like, for instance, like... I, I don't want to un- unearth my dirty laundry here, but like, today's Low Post was... Uh, with the uh, Eagle father and son combo, yeah. I Eagle and Noah and, and uh, uh, Ian. I know. I didn't. Oh, I will listen to the episode at some point. It wasn't like, oh, I got to get that episode on right away. Meanwhile, when there's a hoop collective with Brian and and Tim and um, Tim McMahon and I uh, got Tim. Um, why am I blanking? My my third guy, Tim McMahon. Tim McMahon and. Uh, uh, Brian and why are we all both blanking? I don't know because it's been a hold long on. Yeah, day. it's blank. Hold on. Uh, someone in the chat, the third member of the Hoop Collective. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's been a long freaking day. I was just on with him on the putback. Hold on. It everybody. was awesome. It was great. This is great. Anyway, this is great podcasting. Who's the third member of this podcast that's not this one? That yeah. Anyway, the, the, my point is that like there's a consistency there. Bontemps. Like, Bontemps. Timmy Bontemps. Ah, Timmy Bontemps. There you go. Tim, Timmy good time. Um that's there's a consistency there. You know, which I'm finding the the pods that I truly love and I get like I I I want to listen to like right away. You know, that's that's like I don't even watch TV anymore and I find myself listening to the watch as soon as it drops. You know, and that's why I was asking, does it have to be sports media? Because Chris Ryan would be yeah. very high up on the list. I would love to shoot the shit with Chris Ryan for an hour. So I think what we're differentiating here is who would be a good guest and who would you love to do a show with? 
because oh my god, that's that's the difference that I've always um that's the difference I've always found with how I put shows together on here. Like who would I like I, to do like a weekly show with? No, just so like that's why it's tough. Like the rundown we do with Jeremy. Yeah. Who would you want a guest co-host? Like Jeremy's busy with with his like real job and uh, you can't be KFS related. So I do think you'd rather do a show with Windhorse, but your better guest is like Simmons or um Zach Lo- or uh yeah, Simmons or Love. I, w- I would want to do a show with Windhorse. Yeah, because yeah. you For feel sure. he creates a better chemistry amongst the, the other two. Yeah, and I would just love to pick his brain because he always he has a bunch of stories. No um, idea if this is media or not, Brian, but the <laughs> you know, talk about not feasible, JJ Reddick, return your emails, <laughs> um, or Tommy Halter, return your emails. Yeah. Uh, but JJ Reddick's the the one I've been trying to get for a while for us, but we'll see. Hold on, I want to finish my list. So uh, oh. Simmons, sports media people. I mean, I don't know if he even fucking watches basketball. I would love to talk to Tony Romo. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I think Romo's awesome. I think Romo's uh, outside of Breen. I think Romo's the best in the business. I think he was when he first showed up and he's jumped the shark. He's morphed into A-Rod at this point. I don't know. I still like, like no one's that excited about Zach Wilson, dude. Like I'm, I watch him every Sunday and the way he put on during that Cowboys jets game. It's like, whatever, Tony, no, no one's that excited about a scramble for seven yards. That doesn't lead to a first down. Um, who else, man, you know, to stay in the same booth, Nance has seen a lot of shit. Well, if you're going that direction, that is the direction I'm going. So then, but who still has it to get? Like, who still? Uh, so then, it? Michaels is it's here or there. I go. I, I think I'll go Nance because I, I would go Nance, Nance too. Well, you have an affection for golf that I don't. Yeah. But see, where Michaels, if he could hold a conversation that I would want to have, is like, so, so when did you? Like, did you see anything about OJ that like, <laughs> gave off a certain thing? Jesus like, Christ. And then when it happened, what was your thought when you turned the news on that day and your your ABC partner for how many years was suddenly on the, in a Bronco on the, <laughs> in, That's on, the, the one. on the freeway? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did I miss anybody obvious? I think we said the, I mean, the chat's throwing out uh, Rosillo, um, Tina Gervasio, um, <laughs> KOC, no comment. Um, oh, Marv or Kenny? Kenny Albert's so, got a book out. I've I've reached out so to Mar- people. But. Marv was one of the first names that popped into my head. I just I haven't heard Marv on Mike in when did he retire? There may be some Dick Vital there where it's like yeah, I just you have I, no idea if he can, which is no like disrespect, just like you know, yeah. father of time. Yeah, no, I I I don't know about that. Um. Or like when Simmons interviewed Pacino and it was like, <laughs> it's very clear Al Pacino got walked to this couch to have this conversation with this yeah. man that was going to ask him about like, so tell me everything you know about heat. And it was like, that was 45 years ago, Bill. Oh man. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, I think I, if I could think of another one, I'll, I'll share it somehow. But I, I, <laughs> 
I don't know. I've knocked so many, so many of my 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 big ones off that uh, I wanted to do. Um, Point is, Brian, we're trying. Yeah, we always didn't try. mean for that to rhyme. And to <laughs> people asking in the chat, we've had Clyde on. You can go find that on our YouTube channel. It was oh, an audio know, interview, but yeah, we John talked to Clyde. Yeah. One more I'll throw out there is uh, Doris Burke. Yes. Oh, that. that's the obvious one we we missed. Yes. I would love to talk to Doris Burke. I would be intimidated. Not many people get intimidated. Her and Jackie Mac. Yeah. I, I, oh my. Oh my god! I forgot one again. I don't know. I haven't heard him in a while, so I don't know how. I'd love to talk to Bob Ryan. Oh, see, I, I APJP's working that day. Seriously, I there's some gatekeeping that he gets into when it comes to like now. Some of it's funny because he's like. Bob Cousy is actually the fourth greatest point guard of all time. And it's like, okay, okay, guy. Eat that shit up. Right. So that's why some of it's funny. And then some of it's like, okay, you spent your whole career in Boston. I I get it. I'd be fine with that. Uh, You, I think, could go back in time with him and pull out (laughs) some. I'd love to go back in time. There's some bitterness for the current way basketball is played that he just, he, Right. And I, I think for you, you could soak up in that and live in the older era. There's like, I have this with the Mets sometimes when Keith Hernandez is on, like he's like a, an uncle that just yeah. is annoyed about how the game is played today. And it's like, I get it. When for you, you probably are a better hitter than all these guys. Um, we figured out a, a different way to play baseball. Please tell me, like, like inform listeners how to, how to, Watch this version of it, please. Which who, is where Darling comes in. Who, who do you think is the, the, the person that is last on my list of people I'd most like to interview? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the KFS post-game show. We do this after every game. Uh, my thanks to John, as always, for, for providing analysis. Make That's sure smart, if you're not... Uh, tuned in uh, if you're if you're not subscribed to this Ugh. channel please do so and like this video before we sign off um and if you're listening on the podcast feed later please give a like uh she's not a like uh, a five-star rating and a review i guess before we get out of here we should mention we tested something tonight with our playback watch oh party. yeah um we're gonna try and simulcast throughout the season our reactions. Now you won't be able to watch the game unless you're able to on playback, which there's some, some complications there, but we're going to start doing live watch parties. So you'll be able to watch our reactions to the next game um, in real time on our YouTube channel. So more on that in the not too distant future, we're going to mix up the KFS faculty. So, you know, we got a roster of nine and we're going to, going to mix it up as much as we can. We had like seven people on our screens at one point tonight. John, you missed it. Benji popped on at the beginning of the game. Oh, did he? And he had an actual game that he had to go play and, and go be part of. But uh, more reason to be subscribed to the Knicks Film School YouTube channel. So um, again, yeah, go, go subscribe. I have no idea if tomorrow we're going to be doing one uh, potentially, but we wanted to test out some stuff tonight and we had it up and running for almost the majority of the game. In fact, the majority of the game under a private link. So we'll probably test it out with a public link tomorrow for the game against the Wizards. So again, even more of a reason, subscribe to the KFS YouTube channel for all fun festivities going forward. And if you missed it, Alan Hahn came on our show uh, for Tuesday morning slash we recorded Monday night. 
really fun interview with with Mr. Macri. Uh, really good Tibbs stuff, really good Grimes stuff, really good stuff about Alan Hahn's career, which was good. Uh, and that, I think, will do it. John, anything else that we're allowed to say on before we get out of here? <laughs> The funny thing is, is, I don't think I was going in the direction where you thought I was going. But you know, you know John, fine. sometimes you just grab the wheel and don't even ask where you think they were going. You just, I'll, I'll drive. Don't worry, I'll drive. You, you, you go to shotgun. Put the, you're, you get the aux cord. How's that? You're, you're a fantastic producer. Uh, <laughs> thanks everybody uh, for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Andrew for producing. Uh, join us tomorrow night for the preseason finale. And uh, after that, uh, yeah, more, you know, some more fun and games, and then we'll we'll get this thing going next week. So hope to see you there, and we will talk soon. Peace out.